There is no other podcast like this, so proceed with caution as we challenge your beliefs by providing the forbidden information kept away from you and your family by modern medicine so they can keep you on the path of drugs for anything and drugs for everything. Hundreds of years of preventative medicine have been destroyed by Big Pharma. We're in the dark ages of true healing. After all, it's not just about living long, it's about living well. If your continuing search for answers has led you nowhere, you will find the truth here on the Forbidden Doctor Podcast. Now prepare to have your consciousness explode into the next evolutionary stage of human existence with your hosts, Dr. Jack and Mary Stockwell. Stockwell. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Jack and Mary Stockwell again. We're back with another Forbidden Doctor Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Today's exciting. Uh, You've probably all seen the title already. It's called Ooh, Hemorrhoids. <laughs> and it's a hidden condition that nobody talks about. It was the number one searched health term on Google from 2012 until 2014. And I'm sure it will be in 2015. You know, I just had a patient the other day, come to think of it, you say nobody wants to talk about it. I had a patient the other day that came in bragging almost that she had thrombocytopenia, purpura, okay. which is a, a blood problem, an iron and copper and blood problem. But she was kind of proud of it. Ooh. I, you know, in, in the 20 years we've been in practice in Salt Lake City, we have seen over 15,000 patients. I can't remember anybody coming in bragging about hemorrhoids. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I, you know, she's, you know, Why people was she like, bragging? I don't, I don't well, get it. Well, I mean, because I it had a big fancy name. Oh, I see. And she could actually pronounce it correctly. Wow. Thrombocytopenia, purpura. Yeah, you did that really well. Yeah, well. Hmm. But, t- but th- that's the thing about the forbidden doctors. By the end of this, you're going to know what to do about hemorrhoids to actually Stop the foundational reason for them. Imagine, the time is just right. The music romantic, the dinner satisfying. The conversation bordering on scandalous. Your lover has that look in their eyes. The kids are asleep or away for the night. The atmosphere smells of hormones as both your eyes begin to dilate just a little. (laughs) The right move of a gentle touch to the other's hand moves both to sit closer and allows those feelings that will very quickly bring you much, much closer. Then it hits. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. This is funny. (laughs) Well, this is is the only way I could think to introduce this. Then it hits. You know, it doesn't have a schedule. It's not going to make an appointment. (laughs) You know, there's never a right time. The burning, itching, irritation that demands immediate attention is now just taking over every aspect of the next several moments as she's going, honey, what's the matter? (laughs) Well, there's a fire in the basement. (laughs) And you don't have any time to do anything else or any other activity, no matter how pressing, until that fire is put out. It has no... And hopefully it's not in a public place. (laughs) Yes, it's your favorite restaurant. It has no morals. It has no belief systems. It doesn't matter what party you're a member of. It's the perfect ruining of any moment at any time. It's just like... You start scooting around on the chair. Yeah, like those little (laughs) dogs in those videos do. Women don't do this, though. No, no, No. of course not. Just Uh -uh. guys. We don't care. And it's just a pure dynamic at work. Doing what seems to be an increasing amount of unwanted appearances. You can't ignore it. You can't put it on hold. You have just entered the seventh circle (laughs) of hell. But let's face it, it's been coming on for a while, and you've done nothing, nothing 
other than complete silence. You've told no one. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, Bob. Uh... Even even when <laughs> even when you had the urge to drag your backside, you know, across the carpet on your floor, you had a dog do that once. Oh gosh. And and oh well. And the dog was gone. Like... The dog was gone in about an hour. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Sad. I can still hear the screaming in the other in the living room. Did you not know about this incredible thing we're going to talk about? Well, no, I guess you didn't. No, at the time, well, no, at the time I didn't. I was that was about three, maybe four decades ago. So now, when you're in the supermarket oh, and you go oh, for the hemorrhoid oh, cream, oh. <laughs> have you, you ever hidden you, anything? You on, hide on it the, under on, under the bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what was that under there? Uh, and then Madge, and then you know, gets no, on the mic and says... Yeah, there's no price on it. <laughs> <laughs> the super mega dose hemorrhoid cream. Yeah. Bob, can you find the price? Yeah, Bob, it's back on aisle three. <laughs> that hemorrhoid itch cream. What's the price on it? And you just, you know, like the witch in the in the Wizard of Oz, you're melting, I'm melting. It's disappearing into the hole in the ground. And you think you're the only one that's like this. And a lady leans over from the aisle next to you. <laughs> Oh, dear. Do you have hemorrhoids? Well, <laughs> you're not alone. Yeah, she's over 80, though. She can yeah. do that. Yeah. Well, this subject that's spoken only in hushed voices, as you were saying there a minute ago, sweetie, is the number one health-searched item on Google. And we didn't go back earlier than 2012, but it'll probably be there till 2112. Yeah, it's the number one. But creams don't fix it. They don't. I mean, it comes back. They only forestall the inevitable. You know it's coming back. Suppositories are the same. And they shrink it, but they don't fix it. That's what we're doing with the Forbidden Doctor. We want to fix the problem. And then they got those icky, gooey whites. Ew. I mean, where are we supposed to wear them? Are they supposed to just like move around in your underwear? <laughs> I, I think there isn't there an adhesive edge on it or yeah, something yeah, to make it stick to like your... That. I wouldn't know, honey, because, you know. Well, we don't. We, <laughs> yeah. They got like a Kotex type sticky thing that... It goes right next to your... That part of your body as to why it's called the bum. The bum. The bum. Yeah. And this isn't just a senior problem. Like so many other conditions we have seen in the clinic where there is an increasing number of younger people who have degenerative problems that we usually see in yeah. adults 50, 60, 70 years old. We're seeing this stuff. I'm seeing guys in their 20s now with hemorrhoids. And it's more and more, they point out their surgeons, their doctors, whatever they've gone to, that, well, you can use this little cream and maybe it'll help for a while, but as they stand there with a scalpel in their hand. Yeah, you had a patient that had the surgery and she said it was like sharp glass shards coming out of her bottom end. Oh, well, well, that Remember? was it. Well, that was after the surgery. Yeah. After the, sur the recovery after the surgery, when they would have a bowel movement, they thought they were pooping broken oh, glass. That's so sad. Oh, well, as there was a a patient who, I, this was probably a good year or so ago, but she was describing it. She says, I was there laying on my stomach and under a local anesthetic, horrified because everybody was there in the room looking at my bottom mm. as they pulled the hemorrhoids out and up one by one, oh. and they cut the little beggars off, she says, and, and then with the sweet smell of human cautery, <sighs> to stop the bleeding, she said, I, I just sank into the deepest level of humiliation I have ever experienced. And if that wasn't bad enough, <laughs> they offered me a mirror so I could watch this happen. I declined. She declined. Yeah. <laughs> well, these are veins coming out, right? Yes, they're swollen, distended veins. veins. Just like the ones that you see on your thighs or your legs down mm -hmm. to your feet. Mm -hmm. 
That's how they can pull them out. Yeah. Well, that's it. When they do vein stripping and things like this, which is not necessary. There's something you can do if you're willing to try Mother Nature's approach to Mm -hmm. healing. But the tone, which is the condition of the strength. The vascular. The vascular tone, right, of the wall of the vein begins to be weak. Just like a fat, flabby belly Mm -hmm. and fat thighs. And just, you know, you just, some point in life, you wake up one morning and say, oh, heck, I'm just going to let it go. And things start to stretch and they start falling apart. Well, the same thing can happen to the walls of a vein. And veins are supposed to be tight and resilient to the pressure of the blood moving through. Now, the blood pressure in a vein is far less than it is inside of a, an artery, of course. Yes, but That's this what's leads bringing to this. blood back to yeah. the heart. But as the tone of the vein gets weak and it starts to descend, it's like a balloon. It starts to fill up with, either it's filled up with blood, depending on what position you're in, or when the blood finally moves on through it. And it's a continual flow. Sometimes there's more, sometimes there's less. But the internal pressure is what starts to stretch that vein against its inability to have elastic rebound back down to the little narrow gauge that it should be. And so they end up ballooning out. Because you're just a big collagen factory. Right. You know, it's kind of unromantic, but that's what we are. So we've got to rebuild this. Well, that's what we're talking about. That's what this is all about. And the big farmers approach to this, of course, is all the money that they make from creams and potions, uh, which, of course, pales in comparison to the whole host of other things they're going to be doing in the conditions related to hemorrhoids, because the hemorrhoid is principally a problem with the liver, Mm -hmm. as well as the kidneys. And then there's female problems that we'll get into here in a moment that are related to hemorrhoids and colon issues, which, of course, the internal hemorrhoid. And then most seriously, the heart, because the heart, as the main pumper of the blood throughout the body, when you start having at the far end of the heart's mission indications that there's something wrong with the vascular system, you can just surely bet that there's something going on in the heart as well. Yeah. An early indicator. So this is an indicator of liver issues, varicose veins, and hemorrhoids. And if, you, if, if she had come to you before, you could have told her about this incredible herb that was discovered 400 years ago mm-hmm. and could well have used, helped her before the surgery. Yes, well used by the American Maybe. Indian, and we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get into that. But problems with hemorrhoids are are not problems just in and of themselves. They're part of a much bigger, much more serious issue, and that of the the system vein distension. Mm -hmm. And you see it on the surface, like on the calves or on the thigh or something like that. But what the deeper veins, you don't see those. Now, veins that are on the very outside of the body under the skin have less pressure on the vein than veins that are moving in muscles and through muscles and around muscles. Because the internal strength and pressure of moving muscles that helps to move the blood through helps to keep these veins in, in, in their proper form. But when you get closer to the surface of the skin, there's less surrounding pressure to contain that vein down to its proper lumen or the, or the, or the opening that goes through it. And so they balloon outward. Yeah. Well, when that happens, we've got a real problem because... They're just, hemorrhoids are just varicose veins of the lower rectum. Yeah, and these usually occur beneath the liver. Aha, why don't we see varicose veins in the fingers or the arms or the hands? Uh, People will have splotching. You know, Mm -hmm. older people, you'll see splotching, which is usually because they're on some kind of a blood thinner. But uh, not always. Sometimes they just have splotching because their veins are so horribly weak. But you almost never see a varicosity. 
above the waist, above the liver. Yeah. This gravity does that insidious job on our bodies. Well, it's tugging and pulling yeah. and tugging and pulling. If you get up there on the International Space Station, you know, out there orbiting around the Earth, there may be less opportunity for a varicose vein up there. But <laughs> So hemorrhoids are just varicose veins of the lower rectum. Yep. Yep. And they're inside and they're outside. The ones that hang outside mm -hmm. aren't necessarily painful. It's the one because they, they do not have nerve fibers in them, pain fibers. But the internal hemorrhoid does have pain fibers. And that's where the real horrible pain of hemorrhoids come from. If it's just the external hemorrhoid, it's just, what's that down there? <laughs> I don't know how to say this. What is that thing down there? And then you finally figure out, well, I got a hemorrhoid and it doesn't hurt. So what do you do about it if it doesn't hurt? Nothing. You just ignore it. Yeah. If it's not bleeding, and but it's the internal ones that can drive you crazy with pain. Yeah, and, and you know, the... The medical industry, again, is not fixing why this happens. They have those creams to shrink. Yeah, let's shrink it. Let's shrink the let's vein. Let's shrink it. And while you're at it, put it under your eyes to shrink those. Hey, now wait. Oh, that's a, that's I'm not a, talking to you, yeah, baby. that's a cool thing. You don't have... Oh, uh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> that's a cool thing. But but that's this very sad, sad thing, is they don't fix the reason for the varicose veins or the hemorrhoids. Yeah, and there's a very simple solution with what you just said. There's a very simple solution that, that is not going to be proffered by the uh, medical industry because hemorrhoids can be reduced in size in a matter of days yeah, by really... using this herb yeah. that was first used by the American Indian back in the 1600s for reasons other than hemorrhoids because their indigenous diets didn't promote hemorrhoids. Well, they ate a, from the land. Botanist. They it were a, healthy. Yeah, botanist that saw the American Indians using this Yeah, herb. Peter Collinson. He came over here on yeah. behalf of King George. Yeah, because the Indians were using it for bruises on the outside of the body and for wounds, but they had such an incredible diet, they, ne they, they didn't, didn't have hemorrhoids. They didn't have hemorrhoids. No, they didn't have distended veins. They didn't have distended anything. Uh, some of the earliest descriptions of uh, the settlers, colonists, explorers, of the American Indian is that they were a beautiful race yeah. of people and strong and her, uh, hardy and healthy. And, warriors. And warriors, of mm -hmm. course. And um, very healthy mothers during gestation, uh, healthy, beautiful babies. And then we brought them food. We didn't like them. We brought them alcohol. Yeah, we brought them alcohol. We destroyed them. But they ate saturated animal fat. Yes, they did. They ate the whole animal. Yeah. Every part, and so, usually raw. At least. So Peter Collinson takes this uh, stuff back to England, and he applies it because of the bruising. Mm -hmm. and he tries he, to use it for that same reason. Yes, and uh, all of a sudden, people would come back to him, uh, Peter, <laughs> and it was used as poultices, mm -hmm. but it was also used as a drink. They would make a drink out of it. Ooh, that must have been hard with the root. Well, you would think so, but they had ways of grinding it up. But due to modern technology, it's, uh, today it's produced by steel blades because the, this thing, it's called stone root. Yeah. It's not just colonsonia, but it's also known as stone root because the roots are so hard, they grind up the grinding wheels yeah. that are used to grind up the stone root. So he, he watches the American Indian and he, and he sees them using this as an external poultice. He brings it back to England and this is, you know, way back in 1600, 1600s. you know, when the English, yeah. the English began to take it internally. And all of a sudden, Peter, um, 
this does something more than just bruises, I wanted you to know. It had an effect on the entire venous system yes. and the mucous yes. tissues. Yes. It was, it was like a miracle cure. People would come to him and they said, Peter, I have this feeling of congestion and irritation and in a sense of this constriction throughout my body. And he would give this to them. And it was a common complaint that people at the time had. And what it does is it gets rid of the congestion that's inside of the liver. Chronic laryngitis, chronic bronchitis. Oh, all these other things that involved lax tissue. When the tissue would get weak and get droopy, especially, and this is why they, they prescribed it for ministers' sore throat, these yeah. guys that would harangue all day long from the pulpit. And the older they got because of their diets and their malnutrition, the more lax the vocal cords and everything else became. And when they would take Collinsonia root, things would just tighten, tighten up, tighten up, tighten up. The liver, with all of its identified so far 600 different functions that it performs, as you well know, and I'm preaching to the preacher here, but food breaks down, gets absorbed in the bloodstream. It has to go through the liver before it hits the main mm -hmm. blood supply. Nature doesn't trust us to eat correctly. So it must filter things before it gets to the blood supply. And because of the crazy things we eat and the really good things that we don't eat, the liver gets very, very congested. And as it does, the veins that come into it from uh, through the digestive system, it begins to have this backup congestion to it. And the veins literally begin, because of the pull <clears throat> excuse me, of gravity, to drop. Yeah. The towards the earth can't pull them back up yes just like an enlarged heart it just gets weaker and weaker and weaker do you know doctors will go in and put bras on hearts oh that's right yeah because they've they've enlarged to such an extent that collagenous fibers can't beat efficiently i mean the heart can't beat efficiently because everything is just dropping. Well, it's hard. And so it puts a they put a bra on it and tie it up yeah so it'll beat more efficiently and hearts are so easy to Support. I used the right word there. Well, it usually comes with cardiomegaly when the heart gets big, an enlarged heart. Now think about it for a second. Why would a heart enlarge? Well, for a couple of reasons. Number one, the walls of the muscles, the muscle walls are so weak, it can't pump an adequate amount of blood, so it has to enlarge so there's more weak muscle to try to pump what a smaller, stronger muscle would do. Yeah. And then again, it's the effect of gravity on lax tissue, just pulling on it, pulling on it. We've both seen that bra you're talking about. Yeah, and, and you know, it's high blood pressure. Your heart's just beating, beating, beating like crazy because it's enlarged, it's weaker, and it's beating harder, trying to get that blood around to your whole body. And it's just stunning. It's stunning how we go in with drugs and try to stop the heart from doing what it's desperately trying to do, save your life. Yes. So... They of started the using this herb, and if that wasn't enough, it was found to remedy urinary incontinence. Yeah, that's huge. I got a great story to tell about that, but oh. I'll wait to the end. Oh, okay. So I would think that would convince most women in, in our clinic to try this as incontinence, as reported my clinic, is next to weight loss. Yeah. As the number we one. Just, that, we don't like things falling out. We don't like our bladders getting weaker. We don't like our jowls dropping. Our breasts dropping. I mean, we want to build everything back up. Well, that's, that comes under the, the title of tone. Mm -hmm. And there's a tonal quality to the body 
uh, muscle tone, skin tone, all these different things, as well as tone of the, of the vascular system, tone of the heart, tone of the internal organs. And gravity just is going to wreak its damage on us if our nutritional component is lacking in something that feeds the strength and the integrity of the vascular system. So I, I know this may sound almost too good to be true. So I, I want to give you the side effects as reported in a treatise on Collinsonia canadensis in 1904. 1904. Yes. These are the side effects. This is what people needed to be warned about. Rapid healing of bruises, skin ulcers, and sprains. Rapid. Relief of congestive cough and aphonia, which is, of course, loss of speech. Relief of the irritation of mucous membranes, be it in the mouth, throat, lungs, kidneys, urethra, or rectum. Relief of spasms of the anal sphincter, proctitis, and prolapsed anus. Relief of a sense of fullness or of a foreign body in an emptied rectum. Yeah. Especially, some people will complain of that. Yeah. After they've had what they figured was a really good bowel movement, they feel like there's still something yeah. in there. No, you can't that's, completely empty. No, that's because it's, it's lax. It's, mm -hmm. it's, again, it's, it's getting weak. It's stretching out. And then what else do we have here? Great value in the remedy of hemorrhoids in a pregnant female because of the additional pressure that's going on in the abdominal cavity against a already congested liver. Yeah. And it's surprising how many women in their first gestation, first pregnancy, will develop terrible hemorrhoids, hemorrhoids as well as varicose veins as an indication that their dietary regimen up to that point of conception was questionable in the first place. And these are this, young girls. Yeah, I mean, it we're used teenagers. To, it used to take a long time for hemorrhoids to come about, and usually, a, you know, chronic constipation was a big problem with hemorrhoids. But with these young girls having babies, it's so scary. Well, there's also a favorable influence of the um, digestive processes that there was an improvement in appetite, facilitating better digestion. And while a lot of this, a lot of the stuff would flow, be removed through the kidneys, there was always a very tonic influence upon the entire extent of the urinary tract. So that's the, which that's is, the side these effects. are the side effects. Those yeah. are wonderful. Those yeah. are wonderful side effects. Well, the main cause of varicose veins, of which hemorrhoids certainly are part of the picture, is just a complete lack of tone of the walls of the veins. Because of a congested liver. Because of a congested, the, the downward pressure that's exerted on the venous system by a yeah. congested liver. This so, is why almost all varicose veins occur below the liver. Yeah, and it's almost a miraculous effect, truly, on its ability to literally retract or pull up the distended veins. Now, we use those words liver. because that's how our patients report it. Yeah. After they would start using this, after a few days, they, they would take this herb daily. And after a few days, they said, I felt like there was this pulling up feeling inside my abdominal cavity. And that's why hemorrhoids can respond in a matter of hours to a matter of days. Yeah, and then the bladder incontinence. I mean, that's almost every woman after she has a baby mm -hmm. has bladder incontinence from there on. I remember a song. I don't remember. It's back in the 60s or the early 70s called Tighten Up. <laughs> and it, and it, was a, it was a soul group. And they would, the, the guy that was the singer would say, all right, tighten up on the drums and tighten up on the guitar. And, and they would play little solos as they were doing the, the background for this whole song. And then he would start singing this song about tighten up. <laughs> we should have a we, webmaster we should, put that on yes, in the yes, background. Yes, we should play that in the background of this. 
That's 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 really kind of funny. Well, the body has a, an incredible ability to warn us when there's a problem. Yeah, because like it's pain extending down the left arm means you could be having a heart attack. Yes. A stabbing pain between your shoulder blades could be gallbladder. Yes. So so it's the same with the vein distension. Yes. And so uh, the commercials on TV, vein strip or, or billboard, there's a billboard sign halfway downtown. I've seen it. Experts at vein stripping. And I, you know, there's, there's the American yeah, corporation, just, just the American it, business. Just rip just it out, cut it get out. Get rid of the problem instead it. of fixing it. Yeah. So yeah. the appearance of varicose veins, whether it's a hemorrhoid inside your buttocks or in the veins of your leg, you can just rest assured the same thing's happening inside the body where it can't be seen. And this is nothing to play around with. I mean, these symptoms mean something, and they're usually indicative of an even worse condition to follow. You know, I mean, this isn't something you wait around, and you, you need to do something before surgery is your only option. Yeah, and this remedy has been around for 400 years. Yeah. I mean, we have destroyed hundreds, if not thousands of years of preventative medicine in favor of creams and drugs and surgeries. You know, we didn't have any medicines, any drugs up until about 200 years ago. Before that, it was all plant-based. Everything was. Where's all this information? Well, it was pushed aside by the antibiotic industry. When antibiotics came out and anesthesia really took the stage, mm -hmm. then natural healing was pushed away because there's an awful lot more money in surgery sure. and anesthesia and the uh, resulting uh, pharmacopoeia that's going to take place made up of antibiotics and and other kinds of palliative drugs that were never designed to heal anything. They're just designed to take care of the symptom at hand. And as long as you do not go after the cause of the symptoms, symptoms usually have a way of remaining, which is why you have to sign up for the club for the rest of your life and take that drug. But antibiotics can be curative, but what you need to do is fix the reason for needing the antibiotic. Oh, yes. Because they're a two-edged sword, you know, they mean anti-life, and they can destroy if you don't rebuild with something pro-life and other things in your diet. I was just thinking of a patient today, in fact, where she came in and saw me if she had chronic fatigue really badly. In fact, her mother had to raise her last child and came in and saw me, was doing great, did gaps, of course, put her on a really good supplemental, a maintenance supplemental program, mm -hmm. which I told her basically, you know, the rest of your life, you've got to supplement with these few things because you can't get them in your diet. But her big question was, okay, when I'm cured, when I'm done, when I'm, I don't have to take these anymore. In fact, she, she wrote us a testimonial about how her chronic fatigue is gone and everything. And she says, I've noticed if I don't stay on the supplementation, it comes back. Yeah. I noticed if I quit drinking water, I get thirsty. Again. <laughs> she could not get that through her head. Yeah. Just absolutely couldn't. That's the medical model at work. Yeah. And I just saw a blog post of hers that said her chronic fatigue is all back. I haven't heard from her in about a year. So I think, you know, she's back to eating the processed foods again. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. Yeah. Well, I am very, very proud of the effect that this herb has had. Stone root, it's known as stone root. Over the centuries, they've tried to crush it, grind it, tear it apart, only to see the, the destruction of their equipment. 
because it grinds the grinding stone instead of the other way around. It's like it's like having the, these grinding stones that they would use to grind up their dry herbs for teas or poultices or anything else, and they'd put stone root in there, and it would grind the grinding stones. Yeah, and this is Colonsonia root. This is the root that is very, very hard. That's the name that they've given the herb. After, it, after Peter Collinson. Right. Yeah, they Collinsonian. named it after him because he brought it back to King George, the same George we fought against. Now, how quick will this work? That's what I'm asked more often than not. I've suggested here's something that you can do that's outside the realm of surgery, antibiotics, and whatever else. And this is what you need to do if you don't want the blade man coming after you. Well, how, how fast will it work? Well, it depends. Well, I've, had, I've had patients that have different results. We've had some get rid of their hemorrhoids in 48 hours. Yes. I had a lady that I worked with much longer, but she had a lot of problems. And she had bladder incontinence so bad, she would have to change her pad two and three times a day. Oh, boy. Yeah. And we, of course, did gaps. It was a little hard going for her, but she did. And she came in and said, I now have had days where I haven't used a pad at all. Then the other wonderful side effect was she said, look, 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 Mary. Look, my chicken neck is gone. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's again. That was the side the, effect. We ought to call it the anti-gravity herb. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the same lady that said, I have never felt this good in years. She says, yeah. I didn't even remember feeling this good. So you know it helped her heart. It decongested her liver. It rebuilt the collagenous fibers and... It must have pulled up somewhat her bladder. Yes. Well, so, it, yes, and it allowed a better function of the urinary sphincter. Yeah. Your body is set to repair and restore. It is not set to degenerate. Now, we have things that happen like childbirth and chronic constipation and, you know, alcoholism with the liver. You know, I mean, all kinds of different horrible things we have a hard time getting rid of. But this herb, colonsonia root, is pretty miraculous. Now, it's much longer protocol for varicose veins. Yes. Yeah. And I will make up a handout that has some more information on Collinsonia root. We have another one at the office. I don't know if I'll put it at the bottom of this podcast that has a few more products in it. But truly, if you just use the Collinsonia oh, root. Yeah. Now, I have another man that had hemorrhoids his entire life, and he said they're completely gone. Now, I don't know the time frame on this, but I think it was either the third or fourth test where he said this, and that would have been four months, maybe. Now, some have said they've cleared up faster than that, but varicose veins will take a lot longer. Oh, yes. Well, they will. Uh, the body will use that herb in, to take care of the distended veins, and, and the worse they are, the further they are from the liver, yeah. the longer it's going to take to restore. And we've had patients that have had varicose veins everywhere, even in their labia. Yeah, the vaginal I've, wall. Well, the, 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 the vaginal wall, mm -hmm. the, the uh, uh, tissue there is lined with, just like any other orifice, mm -hmm. when you get inside the body, it's lined with arteries, it's lined with veins. Um, and again, this is below the liver. Yeah. And so I have had some of my female patients complaining of this. Yeah, it's it, and painful it wasn't, intercourse. It wasn't a, it wasn't a um, protruding uterus or a cervix. Sometimes the cervix actually, because of the weakness of all these tissues and multiple pregnancies and a terrible diet, 
mostly of grains and sugar and things mm-hmm. like that, uh, the cervix actually will start to drop down the vagina and protrude from the body, which for a woman is not really something she's familiar with. Yeah. Well, while that happens, the veins will do the same thing. And labial varicosities are very, very common in pregnancy. Yeah. And this one lady said that she could almost feel it as she walked when she was pregnant. They got better somewhat after she had the baby, but, but it's not going to get better if you don't do something about this to rebuild the structure of the varicosities. And, and, you know, ultimately always you need to do gaps. You need to clean up your diet. You need to eat mostly meat, eggs, fish, and dairy. And we talk about this in previous We've talked podcasts, about it almost every single podcast. But this is kind of a foundational healing herb also, the Collinsonia root. I'm not going to say it's going to fix everything by any means, but the list of things that it helps is pretty amazing. And you're never told about this, ever. Well, this humiliating embarrassment, you know, doesn't even begin to describe the feelings of some of these people. They just, it's like they've hit a wall, it's at the end, and the only alternative is surgery, vein stripping, or some other kind of uh, removal. And these women, I've always felt so sorry for the situation because they were always so anxious to conceive and bear children, but they had no idea what the price would be for yeah. this, this, this increased abdominal pressure for such an extended amount of time because their bodies were frat. They really shouldn't have been getting pregnant till after they've gone through a couple of years of rebuilding their bodies yeah. from their teenage malnutrition. The ancient civilizations would take four years to get their women healthy yeah. before they would. Yeah. And they, they would have multiple pregnancies, but yeah. they would have years between the pregnancies because they knew a lot of times they had to have healthy babies. Yeah. And the only way to have a healthy baby is a healthy mother. Yeah. And women, if they're healthy are really, I know this is really, nobody likes this, but they're made to have a baby every year. Women can do that. But you couldn't even begin to do that now. What do they call them? Irish kids that are born? Irish twins. Irish twins. That's it. Born in the same year. Yeah. And they usually have multiple health problems. Yep. Because the mother is Especially so, the second one. So depleted. Yes. Yeah. So the first one, if it's a first child, can have lots and lots of problems. We discussed that in other podcasts. Why little boys die. I think we did. I've had um, some very, very severe cases of varicosities come in. I mean, they would pull up their pant leg and, oh my goodness, you know, you you just, for Pete's sake, will it, will it work on me, doc? Yeah, well, it's going to take longer, but it's going to work. It's yeah. going to work for the same reason. It works on people who have varicosities that aren't as bad as yours. So when Peter Collinson mm-hmm. brought that back, he had no idea it was going to be useful for hemorrhoids. And I guess they must have had hemorrhoids back in the 1600s. Well, in England they did because they had the rich diet, the diet of lots of sugar and lots of processed flour. And that has been the bane of American health for the last hundred years. If we had never had white flour and we had never had processed sugar and we had been sweetening our things with raw unprocessed honey, we would not have the generational destruction of generalized health care that we've seen in this country. That's why I recommend... Before every meal, you drink down a half a cup of broth, which has tremendous amount of fat in it. Before you eat, that will stave off carb cravings, and it will set your whole digestive system up for the food that's going to follow. If we could do that one little trick, that one little thing, 
we could get rid of a lot of health problems. That's a little bit of forbidden information. And right along with what you're saying, Mary, uh, the varicose veins and its companion hemorrhoids, for one major reason they occur is malnutrition. Yeah. And that's the very thing you've been addressing. Yeah. So this is, you know, this is something you want to kind of take care of now. I mean, what's happening on the outside of the body is just a warning that something is not right. And we do not get varicose veins because we are getting old, though we do. Though we do, but we don't get them because we're pregnant, although we do. And we don't get them because we're runners or joggers or climbers or hikers, though we do. And we don't get them because of hard physical labor or bodybuilding, though we do. And we don't get them because of constipation, though we do. We get varicose veins and its companion, hemorrhoids, for one major reason. Malnutrition. Malnutrition. The major cause of all disease processes in the country. We have missed some essential nutritional foods necessary. And I think the biggest of all is saturated animal fat. The most villainized food in today's dietary regimen. The most villainized saturated animal fat. And you never get fat without protein in nature. It comes together like an egg. You get the the yolk is the fat and the protein is the um the um yolk. I mean excuse me, the white. And these protein drinks that everybody's drinking and these green smoothies. And the sugar sweeteners in there and the non-sugar chemicals. But I just mean the protein, the excess protein. Oh, yes, without the accompanying fat. Yeah. When you, when you look at an animal that is going to be processed for food, and when they open it up, where's the meat? Well, it's there on the bones. Where's the fat? in and out and throughout all that meat. Everywhere. And whenever, and ever since that ridiculous notion that eating fat gives you a clogged artery. <laughs> I don't uh, want to go there. And the, and the mountain of evidence that's coming out all the time now to refute that ridiculous theory. You know, even last year, Time Magazine had a big front page spread. Butter, what they've told us is wrong. Yeah. It's actually good it's for actually you. It's actually good for you. Yes. We have a product called Whey Protein Complete that has organ meat in it. <gasps> organ meat in it. Now, you accompany, it also has colostrum in it too, yes. but you accompany that with some good oils. You pour in some good oils into that and make a shake out of it. You know, I'm okay with that. But it's still somewhat unnatural. Just go eat soup. Yeah. Just eat heart and liver and prime rib if you have to, but get the fat, get the fat, fat, fat. That's why soup, I mean, fat is hard to eat cold, so soup is a nice warm way. In Weston A. Price's book, Human Nutrition and Degeneration, Mm -hmm. and all the indigenous tribes he studied in his travels around the globe, wherever he found fat-rich diets, and by fat, I mean animal fat, Mm -hmm. fat fat-rich diets, he found the healthiest people on the planet. And then throw in six colonsonia root a day, two in the morning, two at lunch, two at dinner, and watch what will happen. Yeah. Those with very severe varicosities, we might recommend a little bit more than that, but that's a good good approach to begin with. It's not very expensive either. So the title of this is... Ew. Ew. Hemorrhoids. (laughs) Ew. But it's, you know, as, as embarrassing or humiliating as it may be, it's something that just isn't that hard to fix. So, yeah, let's um, get the word out, this forbidden support. 
we have to be very careful the way that we say this for hemorrhoids, although hemorrhoids isn't a disease. So we can connect the two with colonsonia root and hemorrhoids, but get the root word out. Tell everybody about this podcast. Tell everybody that has varicose veins, at least. We have several other podcasts. About get them for free. Yeah. And there is, uh, at the end of this podcast, are several downloads. Yeah, we'll get, we'll including get. the transcription. Yes, and I think we'll do a special report, too. We have a special report already made up for hemorrhoids. Yes. So we'll do that. We'll include that also. All right. Okay. We'll All see right. you guys next week. Sounds good to me. Thanks a lot, baby. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Forbidden Doctor podcast and Mary's and My Health Secrets. Now, here's where you can help us help mankind by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really want to join Jimmy Moore, Bulletproof Executive, Lear Keith, and all the other revolutionaries in saving your families with their forbidden truth about self-healing. Please like us on Facebook and follow on Twitter at Forbidden Doctor. More information is available at ForbiddenDoctor.com or call us at 866-867-5070. We answer calls. These podcasts are provided for information only. The previous statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Nothing that was said is intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.